Welcome to the Success is Subjective podcast series brought to you by ParentTrainers.com presented by Lilly Consulting. I'm your host, Joanna Lilly. In today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing Jake Weld. Jake is the Director of Admissions and Business Development for Mansfield Hall, with locations in Eugene, Oregon, Madison, Wisconsin, and Burlington, Vermont, Mansfield Hall provides academic, social, and independent living skills support to students who are going to college. Jake has over 20 years of experience in various educational organizations, including traditional LD and therapeutic schools, adolescent and young adult programs, and conventional and residential settings. Focused on empowering students to take increasingly active roles in their own experience, Jake believes in supporting students to achieve their maximum potential, wherever that path may lead. When not at Mansfield Hall, Jake can be found working on his sailboat, thrashing about with a fly rod or golf club, butchering campfire favorites on either a guitar or ukulele, enjoying friends and family, or traveling in pursuit of such opportunities. I felt overly nostalgic listening to Jake talk about some experiences during his college years, a feeling I imagine some listeners will also resonate with. Let's just jump right in. Here's Jake. I've got Jake with me who I'm super excited to interview. Jake, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. So we're going to jump right in. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up and what was your expect, what was the familial or societal expectation around going to higher ed where you grew up? I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I grew up in a family that definitely valued education. Um, certainly both of my folks went to college and, and have lots of family members with advanced degrees, and education was, was pretty important. I was fortunate enough to be supported through elementary and middle and high school in small parochial school, um, Catholic school, so 13 years of Catholic school. Wow. Um, and, and definitely that meant being in an educational environment in which everyone was driving towards post-secondary education. Everyone was going to college. Yeah. And the expectation in high school is that, well, of course you're going to college. The question is not, are you going? It's which one are you going to? It's, yes. are you going to go on a soccer scholarship or a swimming scholarship or, a, you know, what, or, or an academic scholarship? Those were the conversations. And, and not were you going to go to college. So, so going on to college was a foregone conclusion. Um, <laughs> so where'd you go? And so I just sort of rolled right through that whole process and, and was absolutely convinced that I was going to head off to college in order to play soccer. And that was those were the conversations I was having was which college am I going to go to to play soccer on a, on a scholarship. And my experience was very focused on that and very driven by that. And as a sort of backup to the backup to the backup, um, at one point my mom put me in the car and took, took me to one of the local state schools and said, look, you know, this whole soccer thing, you know, you, who knows how this goes, but you really should have some backup options and I really want you to look at this one school. And anyone who knows me well will be not at all surprised to understand that I threw a complete fit as a 17, 18-year-old man, I acted like a four-year-old child. I refused to get out of the car after hours to drive to the college. I refused to get out. I would not walk around the college. I was not going to go to college there. There was no point in being there. Totally threw a tantrum. Wow. Went back home. And seven months later, that's where I went to college. Oh, the irony. Uh, right. <laughs> um, and so, you know, ate a little bit of crow. Um, but, you know, got to this point where... Right at the moment of deciding, oh, do I want to be a scholarship soccer player in college, 
sort of got to this point of like, well, wait a minute, maybe there's something else to life and there's something else to me and something else to education. And maybe I don't want to be a, what is essentially a professional athlete at 18. Maybe I want to explore what else is in the world. Yeah. So in deciding not to play soccer, my option was the backup to the backup, <laughs> which is where I didn't get out of the car. Um, made my bed, slept in it for a year, went off to college at Appalachian State in, in the mountains of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, and spent my freshman year in college, and I was terrified in making the transition to college. I had been a pretty mediocre student. I was exactly in the middle in the academic rankings in my high school class. I was this like 50th percentile sort of kid. And in going to college, I was terrified that I didn't have the skills, or I didn't have the uh, work ethic, or I didn't have the, the academic ability. And so I dove in headfirst, and I studied, and I got all the textbooks and I listened to the lectures and I went home, took notes on my notes and then I studied my notes and, and out of this fear that what if I'm not college capable? What if I'm not college ready? And the result of that was a couple of things. Number one, I actually did really well academically my freshman year. And so that helped reduce a little bit of the stress and concern mm-hmm. of how do I make this transition. Um, but in all of that, I was miserable. I had no, um, I did not find my tribe. I did not find the connections that were meaningful. I sort of felt myself spinning my wheels and just throwing mud Mm -hmm. and didn't really feel like I was getting closer to the end of anything that held any meaning for me. And so... Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Did you you play soccer when you were at... And I know not on the collegiate team, but did you even do like intramural or club club soccer? Nothing. Nope. 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 I had grown up as a summer camp kid going to YMCA summer camp. And so going to the mountains of North Carolina provided lots of opportunity to go paddling and go hiking and, you know, enjoy some other parts of of life. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so, so I, you know, I was kind of looking around for how do I find my tribe and who am I now that I'm not a, Mm -hmm. you know, 12 months out of the year soccer player, like who am I as a person? And it, and it did not come together. Um, I was fortunate enough that I was academically successful, but I would not say I was socially successful. Um, and I certainly wasn't socially happy. Mm-hmm. And so in the middle of my, my spring semester, my second semester of college, um, I you know, kind of got in touch with my folks and said, uh, don't worry, I'm going to finish out the semester. And I'm not saying college isn't ever for me, but I don't think it's for me right now. And mm-hmm. just heads up, this is, this is my second semester, but this is the end of my college for a little bit. And I will do this, but I don't know what comes next. And how did your parents react to that? Um, you know, I... <laughs> Definitely came from a family that valued education. Um, I also was fortunate enough to come from a family who was really supportive of me as a person. Um, But they also set some really clear boundaries. So, you know, freshman year college ended. I went back to summer camp where I worked. um, And their message back to me was, hey, it's okay. You don't have to go to college. That's fine. Don't call us and ask us for a penny. When you're in college, we will support you with tuition and just enough money to buy beans and rice, right? Like like <laughs> books, beans, yep. rice, that's what we're here for. Anything beyond that, 
that's on you. But anytime you need beans, rice, and books, like let us know and we'll support college. You're not going to go to college. That's okay. We understand. But you're on your own. own. Welcome to Adulting 101. So, I, yeah. So, (laughs) so I retreated to summer camp, which was my like safe space, right? And, and that is full room and board, right? They fed me and housed me. Um, And, you know, I made my $50 a week or whatever it was working for a YMCA summer camp and, and sort of regrouped and was like, what am I going to do next? And, as the summer wore on, I had the opportunity to choose to stay on in the year-round environmental education program. So I was like, great, room and board taken care of, right? I'm okay. Um, I don't have to call my parents for money. I'm not in college. Like, this, this is something that I can get my head around. So, so that's what I did. Um, my, I did not return from our sophomore year, and I went and you know, stayed on and did environmental ed and was doing a lot of teaching and a lot of, you know, fourth to sixth grade environmental ed kind of stuff. And I loved it and it was wonderful. And through that, I was exposed to some folks who were my age and they had been on a Knowles semester, National Outdoor Leadership School. And that sounded really compelling. And, and there was a quasi-educational component <laughs> yes. to it. Right? You could pay a little bit extra money and get some credits. So, so I pitched that to the, to the parents, and they were um, really supportive of that idea, oh, actually. And, and I think that my mom in particular saw that as a way to sort of harness some curiosity and desire for forward progress in a way that I didn't know where it was going to go, but doing something that was meaningful, and, and, and I'm definitely fortunate for that foresight um, and that opportunity. So off I went to Tucson, Arizona, and I did an entire semester in the Southwest and um, traveled around all over the Southwest and backpacking and climbing and paddling. And and it was an amazing experience where I forged some friendships that continue today and people that I'm still in touch with and and close with and, and highly value. And from there, spring semester, you know, that was in the spring, back to summer camp for the summer. Um, and, you know, sort of the quasi unspoken plan was, well, okay, so you've had your fun, you've had your year off, you've yeah. had your like it's time to gap go back. experience, now you're going back to college. This is all driving back towards college. And, and I was not totally sold on that idea, <laughs> to be honest. So at the end of the summer, uh, a, a friend said, hey, I'm, I'm going to drive around the country for the next four months. What do you think about that? And so this was long before hashtag van life became a thing. <laughs> there was no Instagram to like pretty up our experience and, and show lots of pictures. And there are no selfies from these years. Um, these are in well pre-selfie years. But that is what we did. We loaded up a Subaru station wagon and we spent the next four and a half months driving around the United States and going backpacking wow. and living out of the car and having this like great American road trip ad- adventure which was this both opportunity to really use a lot of the experiences that I had had with Knowles. And so we did a lot of backpacking and climbing and that kind of stuff on this great road trip adventure. But it was also an opportunity to really get to know the country in a really unique kind of a way. And as a result, get to know ourselves and get to know ourselves through that experience of getting to know the country. And so a lot of self-reflective time Mm -hmm. and and a lot of beans and rice because I was not in college. (laughs) There was no financial support. And remember, I'm getting paid $50 a week at summer camp. So a lot of like quiet. Yeah. Every decision was like, 
you know, if we buy an extra thing of chicken, that's another gas, you know, another gallon of gas we can't have. So doing a lot of those kind of conversations, which was great, sort of learning um, what was important, what was important to, to me as a person. And that resulted in a, a couple of things. Um, number one, it resulted in a lot of interest in going back to college. And it and the sort of like needing to lean back into doing something valuable and intellectual and and forward progress. So not that all the the interim time wasn't forward progress. In fact, I would say that it was critical oh, yeah. in order to then re-engage in college. And so, um, you know, I went back to school for a little while and back to summer camp and and spent the next series of semesters bouncing back and forth in between college and summer camp and taking more time off. And I, I had the opportunity to go back and work for Knowles um, as an employee. Okay. And, and so took some more time off college in the middle of my college experience to go back because that was an amazing experience. Well, I think it's important to know that college isn't going anywhere, right? Totally. And life is long. <laughs> life is long. Enjoy every day. Absolutely. And each time I went back to college, I realized that I had more hooks to hang the information they were giving me on. So as, as I think back in my first year of school as an 18-year-old fresh out of high school, and um, I, you know, I had this big blank wall, and I kept getting, you know, they're giving me like coats and jackets and shirts and pants to hang on the, oh, yeah. these hooks, and I had no hooks. Mm. I had the, 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 so I would like slap this information up against the wall and down to the floor it would drop in this sort of like heap of un, I don't know what to do with this. And, and the interim time, the time traveling, the time working, the time at the National Outdoor Leadership School, the time um, you know, being, being someone who was looking for hooks and, and all of that time, that interim time gave me these hooks. And so when I would go back to college and I would sit in a room of you know 30 other 18 19 20 year olds and I'm 20 21 22 I just I had a lot more hooks yeah. to hang the information on and it's things It's a beautiful visual. Things made more sense <laughs> and they they got more connected and it you know it it was just this like more meaningful cohesive experience and and I was fortunate enough you know, I always knew what I wanted to study. I, I wanted to be a history major. I was passionate, passionate about the outdoors and experiential education. I had spent 13 years in Catholic school, so a minor in religion was no big deal. So, so, that, so I ended up with all of that. I ended up with a major in religion. I ended up with a minor in outdoor ed and experiential education. I ended up with a minor in philosophy and religion. So, I, you know, I had all these interests, but, but I, I needed the hooks. Yeah. And it was the time away that gave me the hooks. Um, but eventually, you know, I, I kept going back to college and, and each time I went back, I like found more of a tribe. I found more passion with the, with the work of college. It was more connected to why I was interested in being there in the first place. Um, and I, and by the end of college, I was connected to this sort of tribe of people who I'm still connected with very tightly, mm -hmm. um, who are wonderful, amazing, intelligent, um, reflective people who they themselves had had sort of circuitous and non-traditional uh, pathways into and through and during mm -hmm. college and and all of us connected around all of that and it was wonderful well i was going to say that i actually it that that is more common than we as a society lead on right this like non-traditional in quote learner 
And realistically, those are the students that are most engaged. Those are the people that have the best stories to tell, right? And like you're saying, like, this is my tribe. And if you're listening to this, find your tribe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I would say that, you know, for me, it took a long time to get comfortable with who I was and what I was about and to be more comfortable just sitting with that and waiting for it to happen as opposed to seeking out and, and trying to glom onto external things and, and sort of changing myself or, or changing my expectation in order to just be connected to something external. That like having the, the ego strength to sit with who you are and where you are, and the, the more authentically you can do that, the better tribe you get in the end. Mm-hmm. That does not mean the first two, three, four stages are easy. <laughs> it just means that the end of that process is way more fulfilling. Absolutely. So you got your degree. I got my degree. <laughs> I did. You got you, you got several degrees. I, I got a couple. Yeah, I got a couple, and I had so much fun. I ended up going back a couple years later and getting more, and then I went back and got another one again. Like I, I, I loved the educational process. So, um, yeah, it took me seven years to get to get through seven semesters, but I graduated college in seven semesters because um, when I was there, I was engaged and you know sort of leaned into it and, yeah. and had a lot of fun with it. I love that. Actually, I feel like there are more people uh, that take seven years. Like yeah. that's, it, you know, that's the, the Van Wilder of college. That's right. you? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. And it's okay. Right? It, it is, is not totally a race. Okay. It is not the, like the finish line is not the degree. The finish line is who are you? What have you learned? What can you apply it to? Who are you connected to? Like that, that is the value. Um, the, the, the degree itself is, is at the end of it should be just a byproduct that that demonstrates that you were there. Absolutely. So you've gotten all these degrees. I ask everybody that this just kind of point blank, do you see yourself as successful? I am probably the luckiest person, you know? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I was not expecting that answer. yeah, Yeah. I, I, I do not think I deserve it but I definitely am the luckiest person that you know. And I'm probably the luckiest person that anyone listening to this knows. Yeah, I was going to say, incredibly, nobody can see your face, but you are inc- glowing right now. I am incredibly fortunate. <laughs> um, and I think it took a lot of time to be this lucky. Um, but I've got great people around me and a lot of great experiences and a level of comfort with what it took to get there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's okay. So, yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm, I am the luckiest person you know. He is the luckiest person that I know. Well, let's wrap this up by you telling me if, if, or really anybody that's listening, not so much me, but if you could give one piece of advice to any college student that is kind of struggling, whatever that may look like, what would you share with them? I think that, I mean, number one, it depends on why the struggle is happening, right? I mean, is this an academic struggle? Is it a social struggle? Is Open it a, a family? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I, I think having the honesty of uh, and clarity with self to say I'm struggling is especially when you are in an environment where there may be a familial expectation of college or a familial expectation of success or a um, we don't we in the system don't struggle or we in the system don't ask for help. To be able to say, no, I'm struggling, or, or, or I don't know where to go with this. And to have the clarity of self and the, and the ego strength to, to, to throw up a flag and say, I need some help here. Just doing that, the amount of resources that are 
that surround people who have the strength to do that will lead you to whatever the right solution is for you and for that struggle. But it's okay to struggle. In fact, it's normal. In fact, if you're not struggling, <laughs> rethink whether or not you're being honest with yourself because yes. we all struggle if, and if that's okay. If you are a human, yes. you are struggling. Right, yes. It is just about perspective. That's great because I also think too that like finding your tribe, you're not going to be able to truly find your, your tribe unless you're authentic yes. and honest. I agree. I love this. Jake, thank you so much for being on this podcast. Appreciate it. Fun. Thanks. That's it for this week's Success is Subjective episode. Stay tuned for our next episode where you can bet it'll be another amazing human sharing their very personal story with the world. You can follow me, Joanna, on Instagram at Lily Consulting and on Facebook at Lily Consulting LLC. Most importantly, though, check out the resources link on my website at lilyconsulting.com. And that's L-I-L-L-E-Y consulting.com. Or you can just search on Google for Lily Consulting. You can also download and subscribe to listen to the Successes Subjective interviews on any popular podcast app, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Make sure you check out the show notes where you'll find contact information, website details, links to articles, and all social media for our guest. Once again, thank you to parenttrainers.com for sponsoring this podcast series. And thank you, our listener, for tuning in. And remember, there is no single path through life. Success is what you make it.